the color orange, known for being bright, famous for being fruit. Nobody thinks much about it. Orange, you glad we will? Let's find out why the color orange is secretly incredibly fascinating. Welcome to a whole new podcast episode, a podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm not alone. Adam Todd Brown and Jeff May are my guests. I'm so excited they're back. Adam Todd Brown is the creator, host, proprietor, all-knowing, all-seeing leader of the Unpopular Opinion Podcast Network. Jeff May is a frequent guest and sometimes host on that network. He has his own wonderful podcast called Jeff Has Cool Friends. And you may know them from multiple episodes of this podcast, in particular about colors such as gray and blue and beige. Also, I've gathered all of our zip codes and used internet resources like native-land.ca to acknowledge that I recorded this on the traditional land of the Canarsie and Lenape peoples. Acknowledge Adam recorded this on the traditional land of the Gabrielina Wartongva and Keech peoples. Acknowledge Jeff recorded this on the traditional land of the Gabrielina Wartongva and Keech and Chumash and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. And acknowledge that in all of our locations, native people are very much still here. That feels worth doing on each episode. And today's episode is about the color orange. Self-explanatory, joyful, involves the fruit, let's get to it. So please sit back, or keep driving to the town in France, formerly called Arasio, because you really want to be on theme. Either way, here's this episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with Adam Todd Brown and Jeff May. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. Adam, Jeff, we're back at it. Very exciting. And of course, I always ask the guest relationship to the topic or opinion of it. Either we can start. How do you feel about the color orange? It is my second favorite color behind yellow. Behind yellow? Yeah. My top four, yellow, orange, black, and pink in your area. I'm a Chicago <laughs> Bears fan and orange is one of their colors. Uh, I've always mm. I've always been way into orange. I like I like a weird color. I like a color that people don't typically like. I feel like orange gets frowned on in all capacities, candy, clothing. Yeah. Just there's no there's no orange stoplight. Just excluded. It's a fringe color and I like it. It's warm though. It's a nice warm color. Mm. Makes me think of the summer. Yeah. Does it make you think of the summer, Alex? It makes me think of mainly sports and I think it's partly a bearish thing, but then like I went to Syracuse for school. And then I got way into the World Cup when I was a kid and the Dutch are big on that. And like, like it's been a sports thing throughout my life. And then also construction sites. Do you like how Alex like to just casually drop that he knows how to read? Yeah. You went to school. (laughs) Oh, his majesty went to orange school. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I like orange is fine. As somebody who grew up uh, and and was in high school in the late 90s, uh, yellow and orange prominent clothing colors at the time you couldn't go anywhere oh. without seeing an orange visor on some dip yeah the uh, 90s were the, dip the 90s were neon as <laughs> yeah a lot of people buying yellow and orange cars in 1999 and let me tell you wow mistake yeah yeah there was a yellow hummer in our neighborhood in the early 2000s yeah, that was, was that was really going on i've no, i think no no personally owned vehicle has done more of a heel turn than the hummer <laughs> where if somebody had like a Hummer in 1999, you're like, that guy's awesome. And now if you see it, you're like, what an absolute piece of trash. I've only been in a Hummer once and it had a shocking lack of leg room in the back. I <laughs> like I, I figured well, I'd be able to get back there and take a nap. And it was a nightmare. It was like being in the back of a truck, like in the back seats of a truck, <laughs> not in yeah. the back part of a truck. Well, yeah. Where else are you going to put your, your minigun? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there were several guns in there, too. That might have been part of the problem. Yeah. I have not a huge opinion about orange as a color. Every I've tried orange shirts, and then every time I wear it, I'm like, nope, 
I have one of those WNBA hoodies, the orange one, and I break it out in very, very limited <laughs> situations oh. because it's yeah. still an orange hoodie that like I have to wear something over it. Otherwise, it's too Halloween looking. Yeah. That's the that's the other thing too is I think orange becomes the official color of Halloween, right? Which yeah, means right, like right. if you wear it, and I wear a lot of black too because you know, angst, and uh, people. <laughs> so every time you wear, if if you wear orange and you have anything else black, somebody's gonna be like, oh, someone's feeling spooky today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the problem. Yeah, I wore that WNBA hoodie yeah. to an NBA game, and that's kind of the only place i've broken it out you it's good though i want to support and it's a cool hoodie i like orange food mm, yeah oh yeah. i like orange most fruits. of it's good yeah i like a tangerine i like a good a good like a golden king tangerine yeah a tangerine any of those l- tiny oranges that peel really easy love them oh love yeah where well, they have like f- ugly skin that's falling off of them oh mm-hmm. i love it <laughs> delish <laughs> I, th- I think the last unpops i heard you guys were talking about french dressing and like, Ooh. man, what a dressing. Oh, man. Most orange sauces are incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Orange chicken is great. Orange chicken is great. Because it's like, yeah. how do you make something that's already tan somehow more tan-ish? <laughs> and you orange. do it with orange. Yeah. I love I orange like a, chicken. I gotta be, and here's the most controversial opinion. I like a circus peanut. Oh, I do too. What? I love a circus peanut. Huge fan of a circus peanut. You don't like those, you, Alex? You're the first two people I've ever met who like those in my, in my entire life. They're really? so good. I hate a candy no. corn, but I like Foul. me a circus peanut. Yeah, candy corn can go back to hell where it came from, but circus peanuts, oof, that's tasty. It's a tasty treat. We, we are going to have to divide our Halloweens. I'm, I'm way into candy corn. <laughs> I think it's great. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is... Is this what they teach you at fancy school, boy? <laughs> Yeah, I think we have yeah. enough huge conflicts brewing in the world right now without you adding another one to it, Alex. Come on. I will also add um, that, uh, and I know this isn't necessarily color-based, but my favorite holiday treat is a chocolate orange. Pass. There, You lost me there. What's a chocolate orange? It is a chocolate ball that is orange and chocolate flavored. You can get them in either milk or dark chocolate. So it's a synthesis of the two flavors and you get it. It's the thing you take it and you whack it onto the table and then you open it up and they look like little segments of orange, but they're candy. That sounds pretty good. It's just a little candy. A delight. An absolute delight. The chocolate (laughs) orange is the superior holiday treat. I put it above peppermint bark. And I I put the bark. (laughs) Shots fired. Alex, hit the air horn, please. Hey, I own William Sonoma, buddy. Okay, <laughs> so that's my livelihood. You're bagging on. I'm sure they've got an. I'm sure they got a chocolate orange going around there. <laughs> orange is such a like. It's. I feel like it's the most technicolor, common nature color. Like it's such a wild, bright shade, and also it's all over nature all the time in the foods and the animals and everything. Sometimes the animals are the foods. Mm. Orange and chicken, for example. Yeah. That's why orange chicken is so good. It's the rarest chicken. It's the yeah. hardest one to find. Yeah, the orange They chicken. come like that. Yeah. They come with that sauce. That is the blood of an orange chicken on orange chicken. People don't I like a blood that. orange, too. Blood orange chicken. Blood orange is good. A blood orange is tasty. Messy, but tasty. Those are good, too. Yeah. But they're also not orange inside. They're, they're traitors. Also great, blood chicken. Blood chicken. I love it. <laughs> we'll uh, end this episode this week. It's two big takeaways, and then the stats and numbers at the end. It's flipped around. Alex, so what? We're going to get to that later. Can I be yeah. honest with you? I did not sign up for this. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you have- Guys, come back. Come you back. Have, no. You have changed. You All right, bye, Alex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go to I told my mom store. I wouldn't do this. Uh, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we can jump from here into takeaway number one. The orange fruit gave us the name of the color and kind of the concept of it. Mm. That's the the name of the color orange comes from the fruit. And also before it reached Europe in particular, Europeans didn't really think of orange as its own color. They didn't have autumn. Yeah, they just called that shade yellow red or another thing. Like it, it took a while for that concept to be a super common like Crayola color Man, to Europeans. Could you imagine taking an old European into like the 
like a, a Benjamin Moore store <laughs> and just showing him the difference between like eggshell yeah. and cream. This is periwinkle. This is periwinkle yeah. here, this color. No, this is gray blue. <laughs> Those are much more accurate depictions other than like sea breeze. Yeah, it really right. is. Orange, does orange even deserve its own word? Isn't it? Orange is just a compound of red and yellow, right? So I don't like that these compound colors have unrhymable names. It's a, that's a, it's a move. If I can be a hundred percent honest that they were just like, we'll create this. It's a beautiful color for poetry and we'll call it purple. <laughs> Nothing rhymes with it. Okay. What about the orange? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Could have at least made orange and purple rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> they fixed it with green, by the way. But that's because green was everywhere. Mm. You yeah. get green and grass. Not You didn't have to mash up seashells like you have to do to get purple. <laughs> Idiot color. Well, with this color, uh, this is the, the orange uh, is the origin of it. I accidentally said orange instead of origin. More like the right? origin. Orange. Boy. More like the orangina. <laughs> Oh, we all really loudly pop the tops of Oranginas into the mics. Like, ah, that's the word. Yeah, we're French (laughs) now. When I was when I was a kid, I had an uncle who was an RC Cola distributor. And (laughs) as a result, we had a ton of Orangina around the house all the time. And at one point, my sister had a friend over and this friend had never heard of Orangina or seen it. And my sister was like, it's booze. Let's get drunk. Uh-oh. And they both drank two Oranginas, and my sister's friend was acting like she was so hammered. And it's not You're like, alcohol. and we arrested her. <laughs> yeah, we killed her. Yeah, she's dead now. <laughs> well, and the, the key sources here, one of them is a book from many of these color episodes. It's called The Secret Lives of Color by Cassia St. Clair. Amazing book. Everybody should get it. Uh, and another book here called Oranges by New Yorker writer John McPhee, and then an article for Atlas Obscura by Annie Eubank. Because the orange fruit is where we get the name of the color and the whole thing. And orange fruits could be a whole separate episode, but they've been cultivated by people for thousands of years, first in Southeast Asia. And then the first written record of it is in a Chinese text called The Five Classics, written around 500 BC and edited by Confucius, the person. As opposed to Confucius, the hot dog. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or the monster truck. Yeah. <laughs> Come see Confucius. Jump 15 buses. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Right. Confucius. $10 for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> and just watching him do philosophy. Just just misogynistic just philosophy the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, and the and then the orange fruit first cultivated in Southeast Asia, and then just trade and also agricultural exchange slowly brings it west, like through Asia and East Africa, and eventually up through the Mediterranean into Europe. And as it moved around, it also had a pretty consistent name across languages. The one of the earliest is a Sanskrit word, which is Naranga. It's spelled N A R A N G A. And then it became a similar word in Persian and in Arabic. We also got Naranja in Spanish. Like a lot of languages keep it similar. Yeah, I worked at Steak and Shake once. I'm sure you all know where this is going. Uh, and I <laughs> had a coworker named Griot. She was a Mexican girl. And I learned from her that media Naranja is like an expression of love. And it just means medium size orange. But it's also... Like wow. a, a weird expression of love in Spanish. Like my little cabbage in French. Yeah. Either that or she was she was just f-ing with me and I have taken this knowledge <laughs> public and I'm going to be ripped to shreds on the internet, but it's fine. Yeah. I have my well, mentions well, turned off. Welcome to the gringo hour on Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. <laughs> where we explain all the stupid things we were told as a joke. <laughs> Man, now I'm just thinking about Steak and Shake too. It's a great restaurant. It's oh, not where I live. Yeah. Ugh. So really good. Bad. So good. With this color, you have to pick Whataburger. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm thinking about another great restaurant not near me. It's very good. You're going to call that a restaurant? Is that the word you're going to use to describe it? Yeah. If you're going to describe a real restaurant that's colored orange, it's going to be Little Caesars, obviously. Now that. <laughs> or Popeye's. 
Popeyes. <laughs> oh yeah. Poo. Popeyes is good. I like Popeyes. You, spoiler alert. I don't know because we don't get information ahead of time. Are you going to talk about how so many fast food places are orange? No. Yeah, not going to get into it. Wow. But I so guess many. you have no take. How about a third takeaway? <laughs> yeah. How about yeah, it sounds like we just delivered the first takeaway here. <laughs> first takeaway is Alex ain't doing his job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, everybody. I'm no. Adam Todd Brown, here with my co-host Jeff May, our special I guest just, Alex Schmitt. I just slowly fade away like that Back to the Future picture. Like, I'm just not here anymore. Like, <laughs> all that's left is an orange. Yeah. Also the name of all of your state's worst counties. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah, I lived near Orange County, New York at one point for about six months, and uh, you know, it's like uh, living with a community full of retired cops because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It is a community. I also had no idea that Orange County Choppers is in New York. Like I mm-hmm. thought, I thought that was a California thing that whole time. Oh, and then, it's in New York. Yeah. At yeah. one point, I drove past what? it and was like, "What the? Is that the Orange <laughs> County they mean?" Sure is. Yeah, because they look like cops. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Make, well, because Orange, Orange, Orange County, California, is not as copy but i just assumed it was still that kind of guy you know man yeah. wow yeah no, orange, orange county, county california is cop worship yes yes <laughs> they're co- they're role playing they're cosplaying they like, as cops they like calling the cops in orange county mm, right california in new york they like being cops <laughs> and in la we call the cops hey traffic cones are orange yeah traffic cones are orange I like to think that we could turn this into a kindergarten class and you're just like, yeah, <laughs> yep, traffic cones are orange. Yeah. Anybody else? Cream know anything orange? Cream sickles. Uh, just plastic uh, stuff. Uh, banana boat. Banana boat uh, sunblock. Children's Tylenol. <laughs> Man, I loved the children's Tylenol when I was a kid. Mm, I love it as delicious, an adult. The delicious taste. Take it down with a couple of orangeinas. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Get my buzz but you're going. not supposed to mix it with alcohol, so bad idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and uh, and with the word here, there is one change that happens because you have all these words for the fruit that start with N. And Atlas Obscura writes about a weird linguistic thing where many words have lost the N on the front where they, when they go into French. Uh, apparently, then that has a knock-on effect on English too, like. The word nuncle eventually became English uncle, but you still hear nuncle in like Shakespeare sometimes and stuff. Then the word napron became apron. You drop the N as this linguistic change happens. And so naranga became orange in French. And then French orange became English orange. That's how we got it. Yeah, I think we're we're doing it the best. We don't need that extra N. We're nailing it, yeah. And we also land with that solid J. Yeah. You know, because in the French, mm. it's like a je, orange. Yeah. Commit, France. They put an We're extra like, orange. They put an extra U in that. Is it O U R A N G? I bet. Europeans. O R E N G E. That's also what Adam uh, says to his wife. He goes, Oh, you are Angie? <laughs> mm, correct. Yeah. That's good, Jeff. Good job. Can I be honest? Yeah. That's, a, that's the most clever thing I've ever said. And that's... three people understood that joke. It's probably the best joke you've ever written. Yeah, I think so. That and the cancer bit. Call back to the Pops episode. Sometimes I make good jokes about bad, bad things that I can never tell again. <laughs> Mostly about oranges. Wow. Angie's great. Uh, but yeah, and this fruit, this fruit and the word for it, like that shows up in Europe. And then especially in England, the color idea kind of comes after Cassia St. Clair says the color name orange first appeared in English in 1502. It was a note between English royals about a piece of clothing being orange colored. Uh, and before that, English speakers used the portmanteau yellow red. And the fanciest version was to call it giallo reed, which is like, I, th- I think, an Italian influenced. It's spelled G-I-O-L-U-R-E-A-D-E. That's, it's like that's, a fancy word for that's it. That's a band is what that is. Yeah, <laughs> that is the model just a Gia teamed up with Lou Reed. Yeah, yeah. Gialu yeah. <laughs> Reed. Yeah, that's a band name. Yeah, before the 1500s, English speakers were like, "Oh, look at that Gialu Reed 
you know, Chicago Bears jersey or whatever. Like, it was silly. Uh, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, you know, the Bears, before they went to Chicago, they played in the 1500s, and that's yes. where bear baiting comes from. Correct. So you would actually just t- <laughs> tie up Refrigerator Perry and have him fight a bunch of pit bulls. <laughs> bear down! Yes. Yeah. Definitely Shakespearean-era uh, sporting references here. Only the only the <laughs> highest brow of comedy here on Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, everybody. <laughs> now that we know that Alex went to school, we have to up our comedy game. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and so then from there, we'll talk a little later, especially about how, like, Europe kind of got into orange as a concept for this color. Uh, but also in some other places outside Europe, the humongously popular shades of orange are named after other stuff. Uh, the biggest example might be in South Asia, because the holy men and monks in Buddhism and also in Hinduism, many of them wear various shades of an orange color. But it's usually described as saffron, because that's a color and a spice and a real thing that they're thinking of when they see that color. Yeah. Like the... The colors on the flag of India are officially green and white and saffron. It's not officially orange. It's weird how they're wrong about yeah. <laughs> that. It's weird. It's orange. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. They should call it turmeric. <laughs> yeah, you got that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so in, in the English language, our color orange, the name and the idea is coming from the fruit. That it's also now counties and a bunch of other stuff. And then uh, we can also get straight from here into takeaway number two. The color orange's name and concept got a huge separate boost from a Dutch revolution named after a small French village. Orange County choppers in the Netherlands. (laughs) Is it orange boom? What's orange boom? A beer, a Dutch beer. Oh, <laughs> you can buy it at Trader it's Joe's. Named it's, after it. yeah. it's very good and a good value. Cans are huge. Yeah, it turns out. So there's this trend where orange fruits and the name kind of give us the color in Europe. But then separately, for separate reasons, there is a royal house of orange that became the royal house of the Netherlands and then kind of adopted that color as their branding. I mean, that's the house of orange that caused some trouble in Ireland. Yeah. Right. With the William. Good old William. Good old Billy Orange. Good old Billy. It's true. Yeah. A bunch of the guys are named William. Like the current king of the Netherlands is Willem Alexander. They're way, way into Williams. It's actually the current king of the Netherlands is actually Will I Am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's that's which is why you haven't seen a lot of him lately. People are like, what happened to the black eyed peas? It's like, sorry, duty first, you know? Yeah. They're the orange eyed peas now. <laughs> Update your records. <laughs> That's why Fergie sounds like a British royal. She's a Dutch royal. That's what happened why. to Fergie, by yeah. the way? Are we sure she's okay? She's gone. Fergie disappeared. Oh, she's Fergalicious. Yeah, well, she <laughs> was, and I think someone ate her. She's gone. Oh, no. She's gone. Fergie oh, disappeared. Oh, no. Has she gone 2000 and late? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it, yeah. <laughs> so there, there's a really weird, basically, coincidence in European history where orange fruits and the name make their way over from Asia And then separately, there's accidentally a village in France where the word that's the name kind of sounds like the word orange. I know that's a little bit confusing, but the the Royal House of Orange is the royal family in the Netherlands today. And they have their origins in a town in southeastern France that was originally called Arasio. It's A-R-A-U-S-I-O. It was founded by Gallic people and named after a Gallic water god. And then, like, the Romans take that over, and then the Visigoths, and then the Holy Roman Empire. And as language changed over, the name of the town went from Arasio to a word that is either orange or something that sounds just like it. And so, totally by coincidence, the the royal family that comes out of that town has the same name as a fruit from Asia. I would like to add that there are no uh, words that sound just like orange. There are no rhymes for it. (laughs) Do your research, Alex. No. Yeah. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Sounds like you got got, my um, friend. I'm realizing the poetry segment of this week's episode is not going to hold together. Uh, you okay. are orange pivot, with embarrassment, pivot. aren't you? Yeah. Orange, you ashamed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. 
when I signed up to go to Syracuse, one of my relatives, just the first thing they said was, weren't you glad you went to Syracuse? I know, it's a school. Okay. Alex went to school. The joke that me and Jeff were wailing over was, Orange, you glad you went to Syracuse, by the way. (laughs) I heard it, if no one else did. (laughs) We were laughing so hard. It was just Naran, ha, 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 ha. Hey. Boom! (laughs) Nailed it. Huge crowds all over Spain and Latin America just going nuts. Like like they won the World Cup. Yeah, Yeah. like they, they scored one goal in a game that doesn't matter. (laughs) <laughs> yes and then uh this town of Arasio that kind of became named orange later in the 1100s the noble house of nassau built a castle there they changed their name to the house of orange nassau and then acquired a bunch of land all over europe in particular in the netherlands and then jump from the 1100s to the 1500s the netherlands are controlled by catholic spain Dutch Protestants revolt against Catholic Spain, and the leader is William, Prince of Orange, who is nicknamed William the Silent. But yeah, that guy from this royal house, like, finds himself being the leader of a Dutch revolt. You know why he's silent? Is because he couldn't come up with a good rhyme for his name. Yeah, (laughs) that'll do it. It's going to quiet anyone down. But yeah, and so uh, William the Silent leads a successful revolt that ends up being a war across Europe. Uh, And from there, that founds a Dutch state. And they're doing this mid-1500s revolt right when the fruit and the word and the color orange are starting to become popular in Europe. And so as part of this revolt, William sees what Cassius St. Clair describes as a branding opportunity. And from there, this house that was named after a tiny town in France starts like adopting a color and fruit from Asia. And the House of Orange starts emphasizing various shades of orange in their clothes and all their stuff is orange. And to this day, orange is the Dutch trademark color. Like their sports teams are all in bright orange jerseys. It's a bummer to me that we missed out on the time when just the concept of a a new fruit is going to like sweep the nation. Yeah. Like, I guess the best thing is when we started eating the garnishes from buffets in salads again, when we were just like, kale? Hell yeah, let's do that. <laughs> there was a new apple that came out recently, the Cosmic Crisp. They spent years good? developing that thing. I f- love it. It, it nice. has divided the apple eating community, but I find it to be a treat. It is cosmically crisp. I'm an envy apple guy. I know you're jealous. Uh, mm-hmm. I like an envy <laughs> apple. And uh, it's divided in the household. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're not here to start wars. I'm just telling you that there was a new apple recently. We don't yeah. have to get into all the specifics because okay, that's well, going to get... Shut up. It's going to get... Uh, hey, that, you. That <laughs> How about you take should... your envy apple and stick it up your... Yeah. Stick it up your... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's no like... There's no new kind of fruit that comes out and, every, and it sweeps yeah. the nation. That doesn't happen anymore. And that's a bummer. we got to bring it back. Maybe it's because we were talking about fast food before. I feel like the new version is new fast food items. Like the Popeye's chicken sandwich is the thing that that's we all freak thing. out about and build yeah. a royal house around, you know? Yeah. If we could, yeah. Ye, ye royal in and out mediocre burger. <laughs> yeah, that Popeye's chicken sandwich is going to start some wars someday. I think it's a little overrated. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I think all chicken sandwiches are pretty overrated because it's just a chicken sandwich. Yeah, I mean, there's good ones, but I think people are just in general too up in arms about chicken sandwiches. It's just calm down. It's chicken sandwich. Same thing with bacon. When people were all crazy. Yeah, oh, I'm Mr. Bacon. Shut up. Kevin Bacon is Mr. Bacon. You're an accountant. <laughs> yeah, you're an accountant that makes that makes uncomfortable cupcakes that brings into the office. You're like, look, they have bacon on them. Ugh. Mm, the hell out of here. They're baking on a donut. Idiot. Stupid. Stupid. You know what I like, though? <laughs> An orange donut. Orange cake donut is my favorite donut. Those are great. I know that. We've stopped on, on tours several times. We've stopped at places to get orange donuts. The best orange cake donut I've ever had was from a gas station in Arizona when we were driving to Albuquerque for our mm. uh, for a show in Albuquerque. Find yourself an orange cake donut if you can. I think that's the big takeaway from this episode. (laughs) I think we can all agree. (laughs) 
Well, and, uh, and the color orange as a Dutch thing, they also spread it a few ways from there as a country. One of them is colonialism. That's terrible. But also, uh, it partly stuck and became famous because in 1584, William the Silent gets assassinated. And he's also believed to be the first head of state ever killed with a handgun because he was shot like in the chest by an assassin. Uh, but so from there, Orange and the More whole... More like William the Silent. Uh, there we go. Because he yeah. got shot and killed. And now he's silent for real. Did he get shot with... <laughs> did the guy also invent the silencer? <laughs> William the Silencer. <laughs> In a sense, yes. He became William the Silenced is what he was. <laughs> but and, uh, and then from there, like, as a tribute, like, sort of like how JFK was killed and a bunch of JFK stuff was everywhere, you know? Like, as a tribute to this guy, it was like, well, orange, we're going to put it places. Remember this guy. This guy, that got, any, yeah. so we're going to put up an orange flag so we can remember a, a guy violently dying by being shot by a gun. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's uh, if you're you're planning to talk about it, but there's a orange tie-in with Ukraine. Also, there was an yeah, yeah. incident that happened in Ukraine called the Orange Revolution, which is one of the things that really kicked off the situation that's happening now. That's a perfect segue. Yeah, because from here we can get into our final fascinating thing, which is a whole set of fascinating numbers and statistics. This week, that's in a segment called. Nowadays, everybody wants some stats, like they got something to count, but nothing comes out when Alex moves his lips, just a bunch of gibberish. They're fascinating stats, but they forgot about Schmidt. Wow, was that? That went okay. That was good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Is that from something, or did you come up with that? You just came up I, with that yourself. It was a good melody. It was good flow. You should put that in You're a like song. The, he's like the will I am of this podcast. Yeah. The, the other day, I was in Detroit with my uh, difficult family, and sure. I just had a bunch of ideas. And, and uh, you were... Walking by with a Walkman on, and you saw a guy. You an awkward eye. <laughs> and uh, that name was submitted by Israel Medina Sanchez. Thank you, Israel. We have a new name every week. Please make it as silly and wacky as possible. Submit to SifPod on Twitter or to SifPod at gmail.com. Let it be known that we here at Sif love Israel. <laughs> <laughs> Isolate that. Put it out on the internet. We're just... Uh, uh, and this is probably the most political numbers section ever. They're mostly years. And uh, the first one is a whole different conflict. Also, it's not a breaking news podcast. It'll be a few weeks till this is out. So we, we won't be on top of the latest. But the number is 2004, because 2004 is the start date of a series of Ukrainian protests called the Orange Revolution. And it's yeah. a lot of the background of the conflict today, or at least the, the political situation in the Ukraine. Then they, they went to 2008. And then to 2000 and late. <laughs> Man, music is really prominent in this one. Tell you what. Uh, <laughs> you don't even like music. Well, that song was about <laughs> Ukraine. People don't yeah, realize And the that. color orange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, the 2004 Ukrainian presidential election, there was an incumbent candidate, Viktor Yanukovych. He was accused of massive electoral fraud when the results said he won uh, and he and his side were also accused of poisoning opposition candidate Viktor Yushchenko, who was definitely poisoned by somebody and survived it. Yeah. Was the poison orange? Uh, no. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> understand I where this is going. Yeah. Here, sorry. Here's how crazy Ukraine is. That guy who was accused of poisoning his rival ran again a few years later and won. Ukraine, you crazy. Yeah. Like the next election. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, and so Yanukovych accused of rigging the election and poisoning his opponent, but he tried to just stay in power. And then there were mass protests and the color of the campaign by the opponent, Yushchenko, was orange. That was their campaign color. So the protesters wore orange. It was called the Orange Revolution. And that forced a new election won by Yushchenko that, you know, temporarily for six years or so pushed back, pushed out uh, Yanukovych. Right. And then he campaigned again, promising to orient Ukraine a little more toward the European Union. So people were like, okay, fine, we'll elect you. And then as soon as he was elected, he was like, psych, we're moving toward Russia again. Yeah. And the U.S. traditionally loves those kind of antics. And we <laughs> definitely had nothing to do with the ensuing coup that happened a couple of years later. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh, this is I did like. That. <laughs> 
Sorry, it was me. When I and until researching, I hadn't remembered or I guess known that orange was involved at all. Like it was the color of this pro-European side of Ukrainian politics and pro not poisoning your opponents, not rigging elections so much uh, side of it. So yeah, that's that's the roots of it here. Yanukovych's party used blue also. So you had blue and orange in that classic color wheel opposition that you see in a lot of sports jerseys. Is there a college is is there a college that uses those colors, Adam? Uh Alex? <laughs> blue? There's none. I don't think there are. Like kind of all of them too. Like sometimes Syracuse would play another school that wears orange, and it was really hard to look at. It was it was a really difficult game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you go to Syracuse? <laughs> wow. Also, can can we just say more like Yablukovich? Hey, because his campaign colors yeah. were blue. Thanks. I'm gonna take off. That Bye. took him out of power. That Later. did it. Yeah. <laughs> out of here. <laughs> but yeah, and apparently when Yanukovych ran again and when his party ran again they called their opponents policies orange leadership like until until basically now where people are just waving the ukrainian flag for ukraine uh, you know orange was kind of the color of the pro-european side of it you're the pro-european side of it <laughs> <laughs> nailed him you just got oranged <laughs> Jeff, that was a good one that was a good thank one. you All right, off of that, we're going to a short break, followed by the big takeaways. See you in a sec. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. (laughs) Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! It's hard to explain what happens on Jordan Jesse Go. So, I had my kids do it. Saying swear words. Saying swear words. Yeah, um, bad jokes. Bad jokes? Bad jokes. Maybe it's like you tell people that you're going to interview them, and then you just stay there like, like really quiet. And try and creep them out. <laughs> it's just really boring. Because of Jordan, right? Not me. Because of both of you. Oh. Subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go, a comedy show for grown-ups. Pretty orange, yeah. Well, and next number here. This is the other like most political number ever on the show because it is 2019, the year 2019. Uh oh. That is the year when the White House gave an official statement on why President Donald Trump's skin coloration is orange. They were asked about it, and they said something about it. And the answer was? He's they... a piece of <laughs> <laughs> You took down the Cheeto Man. Ha <laughs> 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 Yeah, like... <laughs> Cheeto Man bad, baby! <laughs> <laughs> like, it is... I, I was thinking, I think there's only been one other show ever where I planned on talking about Donald Trump. He really doesn't come up much. But, like... He's very famous for the orange skin thing. We got to, like, mention it, I think. It seems relevant. <laughs> yeah, what did they say in terms of why he's orange? And and I guess it was news. Like, in 2019, the New York Times tried to investigate it. Because especially if you look at photos of him from, like, the early 2000s, he's not orange yet. And then he starts becoming orange over time. And the Times suggested it could be a combination of tanning beds and, like, bronzers and other skin products. And yeah, that a white... is the answer, though, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think the question is, is why he wears all that. Right. And we don't have a definite answer that it's tanning and skin products, even though it's got to be. But a White House official denied that it was those things. And they said that the orange skin is because of, quote, good genes. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Like, <laughs> so, I, like a, so... I like a yellow skin. That's that's a that, again my favorite color. So when I see someone with yellow skin, I'm like, your liver's not working, but you look great. 
Right, like the condition jaundice, like that yellow yes, skin. That's yeah, what, yeah, that is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I meant jaundice. A lot of clarification in that statement. I could see Alex get a little uh, like frog in his throat real quick and be like, oh, jaundice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. What we're talking yeah, about. I okay, wasn't good. being yeah. playfully Just racist the... there. No. Yeah, he, uh, he got there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the thing. That's who Washington should have changed their football team's name to, Chachi. <laughs> The thing or the rumor I've heard about why Trump uses all that tanner or tanning and bronzer stuff is that he got way into that silver alkaloid stuff that was the going colloidal around silver, yeah. the Internet. Yeah, colloidal silver. Oh. And that turns your skin blue. And I have heard that the reason he does it is because his skin is actually kind of blue from all the silver. So maybe it's that. Dabba dee dabba die. Dabba dee dabba die. Dabba dee dabba die. Crossover to the song? blue episode. Wow, we were so time. dumb. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we got to do one called Orange. Because officially, technically, we do not know why he started turning orange about 20 years ago. There's no official, official explanation. It could be the colloidal blue stuff. It could be he just likes bronzers and stuff. There's also, I'm going to link a Mother Jones article where they basically say it's because a close friend of his got into the tanning and tanning bed business. Uh, there's uh, a guy named Steve Hilbert, who is a conservative businessman in Indiana. And apparently in 2006, he bought a company called New Sunshine that does both tanning beds and also skin bronzer type products. And that company became a key sponsor of the TV show The Apprentice. That company also made a deal to create a whole line of products with Melania Trump as the face of it, uh, and then ended up in court because that never came together. But the speculation from Mother Jones is that, you know, 2006 is around when Donald Trump starts turning orange, and so maybe he, like, got way into his buddy's stuff, either for business purposes or just because he likes it. That was his war paint so he could be racist to Obama. Mm, that makes sense, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to put on an orange face. Yeah, they also say New Sunshine was a current sponsor when Trump started the birther stuff about Obama. And New Sunshine like put out a statement saying, we are fully firmly behind Trump. Like, he's a wonderful guy. We don't care. Like, they, they rode that out. This is how close of a relationship this is. And Trump and Hilbert have been, like, collaborating on real estate deals since the 90s. It's an old friendship. They're doing a collab. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. DM for collab, Trump. <laughs> Trump X Hilbert. They're street. They're gonna have a streetwear design company on Fairfax. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the other thing is, like, because Donald Trump became the president, his straight his skin color is like newsworthy, right? Like, maybe it indicates a health condition. It's it's something that orgs are allowed to investigate, and so. There's no definite answer here, but a bunch of places have looked into this. Vox.com thinks he used a Swiss makeup company called Bronx Colors. Like, there's a bunch of theories. Bronx is in New York, you idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and to, to come back to what you said, I don't know if you know this about the president before Trump, but skin color, also a part of the news. True. <laughs> yeah. Did they ever Came explain up. that? <laughs> that was a fun joke. I took a sip of water when you said that, and I almost spit it over everything I own. Yeah, that was a... <laughs> well, and uh, there's one more number here. Also, I am going to drop a picture in the chat. I realize there's a picture for it. It is uh, 69. Whoa, Alex, this is vulgar. <laughs> My God, download. Orange, you glad I sent you that picture? Hey, here we go, here we Thanks go. Thanks for the work, Alex. Couldn't you just texted me this thing? Yeah. I, to, I mean, mm, this holy smokes thing. I have to download it. <laughs> you made me put this on my computer? Thanks Boring for the virus. <laughs> when the, the last number here is 1874. The year 1874. That is when artist Claude Monet unveiled a painting called Impression Sunrise. And we'll have a picture linked for people, too. It's it's a small painting, and it depicts a port in France. So it's mostly like blue sea and sky, but then it's an orange dot of sun, orange reflection on the water. Like orange is kind of the the middle of it. You know what painting this? You know what this painting reminds me of with this color scheme? Syracuse College University. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever oh, yeah? heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Anyone ever been? Anyone ever been? Uh. <laughs> carrier dump. Travel there. Anyone listen to the carrier? Anyone like the carrier dump? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's going to collapse nice someday. Yeah. There's a, wow. there's a, the carrier dome. Did they ever fix that roof? That thing's going to fall. It's great. They're oh, like, I thought, I thought you just knew about it from like sports fandom, but you know about it from structural upcoming issues. From infrastructure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one of the only stadiums left that still has that like balloon roof, like the one at the Metrodome that collapsed. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? A bunch of Syracuse fans get taken out? No way. No. no. I mean, that would actually be pretty bad, I think. Yeah, it would be awful. Yeah, it would be a tragedy. I don't want that. You know what else is a tragedy? This Monet painting. I could do this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's all blurry. Come on. Come on. Draw a line. You ever see Monet's up close? You You ever been to the Monet exhibits? They had a bunch at the Art Institute of Chicago. But it was like it was one room where it's five different paintings of the same haystack on different days, you know. So as a kid, we were taught like this is actually important that he did this. That's and, infuriating. You know. That is yeah. infuriating. If I went to that exhibit and that was what I saw, I would lose my mind. Yeah, I'd be pretty. <laughs> I would angry. shoplift from the gift shop so hard when I went there. I'd be like, I so much space ice cream would be in my backpack. Yeah, I should have <laughs> shoplifted from the Reagan Library. I went there not too long ago to see the FBI exhibit, and I went to the gift shop. I should have stolen oh, yeah. some shit. What's wrong with yeah. me? Yeah, I would have served him right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you should have uh, installed a crack epidemic with them among the employees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause a big migration crisis and then demonize people for it. Yeah, the only thing I bought was a uh, collector's edition magazine about the assassination of Bobby Kennedy that came out the day after Bobby Kennedy was assassinated. And boy, does it have some details for being released about 24 hours after he was killed. It's crazy. You know what you should do is you should sell arms to a rival uh, museum. museum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, only I would only do that if I needed money to fund another initiative that was going on somewhere else in another the world. museum. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. something like I maybe sell arms to a museum in the Middle East so I can fund uh, Museum Museum efforts in in Central America, yeah. Yeah. I think we can all agree that that is great. Yeah, but five haystack paintings? Uh, uh, no. I'd be. We saw the the Monet exhibit traveled, and I got to see it when I was in high school. Oh yeah, and I got there, and and, you know, it was all the the hits were there. You know, there was some sunflowers. There was a bridge. Yeah. And when I got there, and I was like, it's fine. Yeah, I feel like stuff like that. You can just see it on the internet. You know what's the uh, cooler art? The X Men. Mm-hmm. Right. I like to see Monet paint the X Men. <laughs> Can't do that. Or how about Art Alexakis from Everclear? That's a cool art right there. Yeah. Well, he'll tell you everything is wonderful now. Yeah. I bet that guy can point you to all the best coffee shops in Portland. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. You know who can't do that? Claude Monet. Claude Monet, yep. yeah. Claude. <laughs> Doesn't even know one. Boring yeah. idiot. Name one coffee shop in Portland, Claude, yeah. if you're so talented. You sing me a song about Santa Monica if you're so good. Do nothing, yeah. <laughs> How about you You front several mid-tier alt-rock hits from the 90s, Claude? <laughs> or are you just going to, what, you're going to do, paint a, paint a haystack five times? Yeah. Psh, tell me that when you can draw Spider-Man like Art Adams. <laughs> ain't happening <laughs> what uh with his actual art uh Cassie st Clair says that this one painting centering on orange is the key landmark of the entire impressionist movement it was shown in 1874 the show kind of kicked it all off and it got its name from the painting because it's called impression sunrise people said all of these blurry paintings they feel like impressionism like impression sunrise so, so a painting with a big orange dot in the middle, that started the whole thing? Nice. Impression Sunrise does sound like an Everclear song. Yes. <laughs> or an Everclear album. <laughs> yeah. They're probably still doing yeah. that. Who knows? I saw Everclear in concert a few years ago. I bet it was great. It wasn't. It wasn't. I'm, oh, a big, I'm actually a big fan of Everclear, but they are awful live. They're terrible. They'll tell you everything's not wonderful now. There's too much going on. And the way he sings, he almost kind of talks when he sings. You can't have that many guitars on stage and a guy like talk singing. He he always looked like he hosted a Dutch children's show. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard he's a huge sex creep. So there's that too. Oh. 
then I hope he doesn't host a children's show. That's what I think. <laughs> I'm going to take a firm stand. Controversial, Alex. Come on. <laughs> Political again. Oh, boy. <laughs> That is the main episode for this week. My thanks to Adam Todd Brown and Jeff May for uniting with me about orange donuts. What a food. What a thing. I'm going to go have one. Anyway, I said that's the main episode because there is more secretly incredibly fascinating stuff available to you right now. If you support this show on Patreon.com. Patrons get a bonus show every week where we explore one obviously incredibly fascinating story related to the main episode. This week's bonus topic is four famous things and how people turned them orange. Visit sifpod.fun for that bonus show, for a library of more than seven dozen other bonus shows, and to back this entire podcast operation. And thank you for exploring the color orange with us. Here's one more run through the big takeaways. Takeaway number one, the orange fruit gave us the name of the color and gave us the concept. Takeaway number two, the color orange's name and concept got a huge separate boost from a Dutch revolution and a small French village and its coincidental name. Plus, bringing up the rear this episode, a slew of numbers for years which gets into the political and cultural meanings of orange, and there's a bunch more of that out in the bonus. Those are the takeaways. Also, please follow my guests. They're great. Check out the Unpopular Opinion Podcast Network. It's one of my favorite podcasting things, period. Brings you so much Adam Todd Brown. Jeff May is there, also on Gamefully Unemployed, as co-host of Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. Also hosts his own podcast entitled Jeff Has Cool Friends, featuring guests such as Adam Todd Brown. Jeff also has a show called Ugh Fine with the great Kim Crawl. Wonderful audio things from both these guys, and I really, really hope you check it out, because... You know, they've been great friends of this show, and and I think it's a good, uh, you know, universe we got going on. Many research sources this week. Here are some key ones. Always excited to turn back to the book The Secret Lives of Color by Cassia St. Clair. She's a cultural historian and design journalist, and we just did the very, very tip of the iceberg of what she has to share about orange and Dutch orange and a bunch of other shades of it, too. This episode leaned on another book, too. It's called Oranges. It's by John McPhee. He's a New Yorker writer writing about the fruit. But there were a lot of interesting, you know, elements for the color here, there. Find those books and many more sources, such as the New York Times and the New Yorker, in this episode's links at sifpod.fun. And beyond all that, our theme music is Unbroken Unshaven by the Budos Band. Our show logo is by artist Burton Durand. Special thanks to Chris Souza for audio mastering on this episode. Extra, extra special thanks go to our patrons. I hope you love the four separate amazing stories in this week's bonus show. And thank you to all our listeners. I'm thrilled to say we will be back next week with more Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. So how about that? Talk to you then. <laughs> <laughs>